¡Ay! ¡Ay! ¡Hola, cariño! ¡Hola, amor! Uh, ¡Happy New Year! And bienvenidos to Uy, qué horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny. And I'm Eileen. Can you believe it? It is 2021. I cannot believe it. It was the beginning of 2020 a moment ago. So Truly a breath ago. How are we here? Honestly, like literally, logically speaking, how are we here? What are we doing here? But here we are. We made it. We made it. <laughs> we hope that everybody celebrated safely and I almost mm-hmm. said accordingly. I hope you celebrated accordingly, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. We, we're thrilled to start this new year with a country that we have yet to visit. This is the first time. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised, but I'm also really excited because I don't, I don't know what to expect from this movie. Me either, and I will say right from the top, I was quite pleasantly surprised. So was I. I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, this, yeah. is, this is pretty decent, gang. Yeah, it was. And it was also, it delivered actors and things that it was almost like, you should know who these people are, but you don't. Yeah. And I was like, oh. I, wow. I okay. genuinely was like, this should be a, a film that I know, I think. It almost felt Absolutely. like I should have already seen this a long time ago. But anyways, the country that we are <laughs> talking about, that you guys are like, we get it. Can you tell us where it's Thank, from? Could you please? <laughs> it's um. We went all the way to Venezuela. Which I've actually, I've never been to Venezuela. Have you been there? I've never been, but I know that you yeah. are the closest of, of the two of us. You're the one who lived the closest to it. Sure, yeah. I mean, I lived in Brazil and Bolivia. Does Brazil? I'm a I'm an idiot. It borders Venezuela, doesn't it? Oh my god. Up at the top in the north, northeast, I feel. Yes. Yes. Maybe. I think so. We're fucking idiots. Listen, uh, geography. We may be Latinos, but that we're still Americans and we're dummies. <laughs> Oh, sorry, everybody. Sorry, We're Venezuela trying. and Brazil and whoever, you know, whoever. I'm sorry. I'm also sorry. I'm cat sitting right now. So if at any mm-hmm. point you guys are like, what is that rumbling and a tumbling? Or what is those dinglings that are happening in the background? It's because the cats that I'm taking care of are freaking out right now. They're, they, you know what? They saw this movie and they're like, I'm afraid. I'm scared. It's a delight for me, though, because uh, for those of you who do not know, we we do this recording over FaceTime. So I'm looking at Eileen and uh, every I'm hoping that there will be a pop up surprise kitty every now and then. Just like as much as Eileen is like, fuck off, cats. Relax. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> they are fully wrestling and having a dope time. So, yeah. So the movie that we saw from Venezuela is called La Casa del Fin de los Tiempos. The house mm-hmm. at the end of time, which yes, <laughs> which every time I think about it, I think of the Jack Black movie, The House with the Clock in Its Walls. Oh my, that's that's it. <laughs> the entire time that I was watching this, I was like, because okay, I'm gonna give a little trivia thing right from the top Go. because they are planning. I think New Line Film Cinema yeah. is planning a remake yes. of this movie. So. But this movie came out in 2013, so in my brain, I'm like, maybe they already did it and already came out. And I was like, it did. There's a movie with almost the exact same title. That's it. But I'm pretty sure that is a 
kids movie. It is a kids movie. So that is not the remake. <laughs> no, it is a kids movie with Jack Black and Kate Blanchett. Like, it's absolutely not this film. Okay, got yeah. it. Thank you. I, the entire time, I was like, what is the title of this movie I'm thinking about? That's the one. Thank you very much. Yes, The House of the Clock at His Walls. If you guys feel like watching that, go for it. But you will not understand because it is not this film. La Casa del Fin de los Tiempos, like you said, filmed, uh, released in 2013. It was written and produced and directed by Alejandro Hidalgo, whom apparently, yes. if, we're, if we're revealing some trivia at the top, is also slated to write, uh, to direct and produce the New Lion Cinema remake, which is very exciting. That's awesome. Love that they're giving him his own job back. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, get the gig, my Uh, guy. Book it, book it. Absolutely. Uh, Let me give you a little synopsis of this film before we dive in. Let's do it. it. Here we go. The house at the end of time. Dulce is a mother of two who experiences terrifying encounters with apparitions inside her old house, a place where a tragedy occurs. Thirty years later, an elderly Dulce returns home to decipher the mystery that has tormented her for so long. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is literally what happens. Let's do this. Let's go to this house. And move mm-hmm. on in and see what's up, because <laughs> uh, a lot of shit goes down. Buckle up, everybody. Here we go. We open by seeing this huge, like, mansion-esque house, castle almost. Old, dark, creepy. And we, right from the jump, are in it. There's a woman on the ground Ooh. with a slice on her face, uh, surrounded by broken glass, which is uh, like a mirror glass. Mm-hmm. And she like gets up and starts moving about this very dark, humongous house. And she she's holding on to a big chunk of mirror in her hands. And she looks afraid and she's like, Some, something is up already. Mm-hmm. And she goes into a room. She grabs a lantern. She starts going down like these creepy stairs. She heals. She hears a... Um, a yell of some sort in the corner, like a man scared the shit out me of me too. Okay, let's right off the bat. Oof! This is a jump scare city film. Yes, this is I think so far one of the top. I agree. I'd say maybe just behind Aterrados. Yep. And this opening sequence, uh, wow! Right. So good. So like dunk us in it. I love how like when she enters the living room, you can tell that there's been like a kerfuffle, a scuffle. <laughs> Yeah. Kerfuffle scuffle. Yeah. And you're like, what's going on here? Yeah. Something bad has happened. Clearly, such a good opening sequence here. Anyway. So she hears a yell, and that's what I wrote first jump. I should have counted, but I every time I jumped, I wrote down in the in my notes. But So I'll tell. Uh-huh. Okay, guys. The cats, everybody. <laughs> I don't need any more <laughs> jump scares, you bitches. Um, <laughs> so she has her lantern. She starts, which at first I was like, what year is this? Her clothes thing was like a plain house dress so i was like this could be the 50s this could be the 20s and then when she's walking around with this lantern i was like this could be 1802 for all i know yes which i guess you know that's the kind of idea sure and and because this house is so ginormous and it, it does look old inside like there wasn't anything particularly time placement when it came to furniture or whatever so she has her lantern she descends into this like basement catacomb situation holding her chunk of mirror 
And as she's going down this basement stairs situation, her lantern keeps going dim and light and dim and light. And I was like, something's going to pop out. What's popping? What's popping? Again, opening sequence nailed it because the light dimming kind of went along with like a musical swell, which you thought that it was like, what's popping? Who's going to pop out? I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it. Re- I was shoulders up to the ears. Absolutely. Shoulders up to the ears, and we're three minutes into this film. Yep. She walks into a room in this basement area, and there's a man on the floor. He's got a knife sticking out of his shoulder, and she says, Juan Jose. And so we this, we find out this man's name is Juan Jose. She like puts her hand on his neck to see if he's dead. It seems as though he is, and all of a sudden, bam, he wakes up and grabs her by the neck, jump number two, and uh, he's like- You knew you know it's coming, but it's still- Yeah, and he's like (laughs) holding her by the neck, like almost strangly kind of way, and she pulls away, and then he like officially falls over and dies, question mark, and she turns around, and she sees a little boy- standing in a doorway and it's all dark he's all in black the doorway is pitch black on the other side of that room or or Mm -hmm. the doorway and she says leopoldo leopoldo so we find out this little boy's name is leopoldo leopold everybody leopold leo uh and she's like come here come here honey come with me i'll i'll protect you you'll be safe with me and he starts to walk towards her and he's yanked you don't by a force by a hand you don't see just the darkness pulls him into that dark entryway again i jumped when he got oh. pulled knew he, knew it was a coming i knew something oh, was going to happen from that doorway so jump number 3 and then mm-hmm. <laughs> he he gets pulled in a, the door slams and she runs and she tries to unlock it but it's locked she finally gets like a key from her pocket unlocks it and goes deep down into another level of basement like this house is humongous you said it right before it's catacombs down there it's just like this stone this shit keeps going deeper and deeper yeah the walls are literally like rock and she's just saying, La sangre de Cristo, protégeme, la sangre de Cristo, Christ's blood, protect me, Christ's blood, protect yeah. me, la sangre de Cristo. She calls for Leopold, and it's just like an empty, literal pit, and mm-hmm. she falls to her knees, opening titles, La Casa del Fin del Tiempo. This, the opening titles, I was like, this looks like it's a novela title, <laughs> like opening title. Yeah, it was a little like CGI cheesy, <laughs> but yeah. cool. Sure, why yeah. not? Why not? What? Uh, <laughs> and we hear a voiceover that says, Dulce Alida de Los Angeles. She was convicted of murder of her husband and her child, Leopold. And as we hear this voiceover, we see these two policemen basically escorting her into a jail cell, a prison cell. She receives the maximum sentence for this crime and then they close the door with her inside they put a lock and then you kind of can tell that like time has gone by Mm -hmm. and then the lock is opened like literally three seconds later and the door opens and she's standing in the same spot but this time you can tell that she's older that she is aged her hair is white she's wearing like a cardigan kind of thing and we see that it says 30 years later Yep. November 2011. 
is what it says. Yes. Important to know. Mm-hmm. And we see that a car is driving back to this humongous house. Dulce, this woman, is being escorted back into her home. The woman that's bringing her in is like, Dulce, this is just what happens with women your age. So basically, she's she's being she's under house arrest now because she's such an old fart <laughs> that yeah. she doesn't need jail anymore. But that there's still like cops watching her outside at all times. So yeah, right, yes. like you said, house arrest. And I must house say, arrest. same actress playing the older version of herself, bad wig. But I'm still buying the uh the like the old woman makeup. I was like, eh, mm. it's fine i think also her being outside like the daylight lighting didn't help her with that makeup but once she got inside and there was like actual lighting that worked it worked better but at this moment you see her and you're like this is not the yeah (laughs) but you know what are you gonna do yes and you can tell in her face that she's not She's not technically thrilled to be home. Mm-hmm. Like there's something in her facial expression that's like, I'm not into this. <laughs> yeah, she's like, she's unsure. And something that caught my eye upon first viewing was like right above the doorway was this weird Deathly Hallows-ish symbol. Mm-hmm. But we it's will like get- a triangle mm-hmm. with an eyeball in it and whatever. Yeah. I didn't notice it uh-huh. at that moment, uh-huh. but because um, mostly I was just like, oh, God, this, this poor, poor lady. woman in her horrible age makeup. <laughs> um, so as she's going back into this house, we get like a flashback. So th- throughout this movie, we see it goes back and forth in time. We see her as young Dulce, and then we see her as old Dulce in 2011. So now we're back in, technically, at this point, I didn't know, but it's 1981. Yes. She's in the kitchen. She's ironing. A little boy runs down the stairs, and he's like real discombobulated. This child... <laughs> And I must Just say, like, like shoving food in his face uh-huh. right here with this kid, you know, giving us this extra, extra, extra performance. I was like, oh, no, because like I've said before, kids can easily make or break this movie. And at this point, I was like, break broken. Yeah, because he comes down. It's Leo. It's Leo. And uh, from from the top and he's just like chugging water he can hardly breathe he's like shoveling food in his face and clearly he wants to like get out of here and play with his friends but i was just like leo you calmate, need to chill por favor. yeah, yeah. <laughs> relajate mira calmate que yo no tengo que estar aquí con vos aquí corriendo okay which is literally what dulce is saying to him like She's would you like, please calm yeah, down you need to chill uh, and he's like, where's Rodrigo? And then a little, another little boy comes running down the stairs. He's taking his jammies off and he's like running also. He's less discombobulated than Leo is. And, mm. but Leo is like his, he's like pushing his brother, like shove your food in. we got to go. Like, sir, relax. Yes. So they, and all the while she's like, if you're going to go play, don't you come home and be disgusting. If you're dirty, I don't want the neighbors to think that I have two animalitos running around my house, tiny animals running <laughs> in my house. Come home on time. Like, just do what I say. And they're, like, out the door already. They're riding right. their bikes into the sunset. And she was like, hello, get over here. La bendición. You need to get your blessing. And they're like, blessing. Like, already down in the park. And she's like, que Dios lo bendiga. Like, what? Very, I liked that. That It was, like, very sweet and cute. And it's, you know, it's. 
telling us that this is a, a woman of faith. Yes, you exactly. Know, that this her religion is very important to us. Yes. Not to us, to her. To her, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. So then we're back in 2011, and we see on her bureau thing a picture of the two little boys and the dead guy at the beginning, Juan Jose. We see the picture, and then there's a knock on the door, which was jump scare number four for me. On purpose. It scared the shit out of me, too. (laughs) They do that on purpose. (laughs) What a bunch of dicks. I was like, ah, oh, God, a door knock. Uh, (laughs) It's the the local priest, and he's come over, and he's like, hey, I'm the local priest. Just wanted to say what's up. And she's like, listen, my guy, God isn't my jam anymore. So, Mm -hmm. And he goes... I know about your sins, like your murder or whatever. I know all about that. But I don't believe that a woman who's seen the smiles of ch- of her children would kill her kids. Like, I guess because he kind of is like metiche and like gets his ass in her in her business. And it's yeah. like, I don't think you murdered anybody. She's like, okay, well, come with me down into the catacombs of this fucking ginormous house. She's like, this is where... It all happened. And he asks her, like, who did it? And he says, your fingerprints were on the knife. And she's like, I didn't come anywhere near that fucking knife. It was the house that did it, is what she says. She never touched the knife. She says, intruders took my son. And uh, the police never found him. So they just assumed that I killed him. And then we cut back to to the boys in 1981 and they're riding their bikes they meet their friends and they're a bunch of other little like kids and rambunctious and loud i was mm-hmm. annoyed but that's <laughs> i should have known here with the costumes because my first thought was yes these costumes are too are too much for me like it was like the costume designer just went overboard with this but yeah i get it now like okay it's supposed to be 81 but like the one kid with the overall shorts on and the high socks and everything demasiado too much but these kids i mean they won me over especially the there were two little girls and there's this one girl named sarai who is Mm -hmm. perfection (laughs) she was so sassy and she's like "Uh uh-huh did you bring la lina did you bring the thing Mm -hmm. and they pull out a handful of like tiny balloons and they're like, all right, get to it. And these four ki- boys drop their pants. You see four little t- boy butts four little boots. up against a wall. And they fully, like, <laughs> they fully pee into these balloons. And I'm like, ugh, disgusting, Ew. you guys. And then <laughs> they're just, like, running around, riding their bikes. And she, they drive up to a house. And there's, like, a man in a suit coming out of a building. And the little girl, Sarai, is like... Um, eh, con permiso, señor, señor, eh, ¿dónde queda, um, ¿dónde me queda, eh, And he's ¿dónde like, ¿dónde, queda? ¿dónde que te queda qué? Yeah, what, where, <laughs> what where, where, where do you want to know what? And she's like, ¿dónde me queda el coño de tu madre? And then bangang, she throws a fucking piss-filled balloon at this businessman and cackles her ass off and rides away into the sunset. And these kids, when they get far enough away, they're literally like, Sarai, Sarai. They're, They're celebrating her victory of dousing yes. some random poor man in a with a pee water balloon. Disgusting. A pee balloon. So Rodrigo, the little brother, uh, somebody was like, 
said something sassy to Sarai and she's like, what the fuck, bitch? And Rodrigo stands up for her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if you're going to fuck with Sarai, you're going to fuck with me, motherfucker. And everybody's like, ooh, you like Sarai. And then <laughs> and then Leopoldo is like, shut up. Like, kind of like, you do like her. Yeah. And then Rodrigo's like, what, are you jealous? And then the little brothers start basically fighting each other and just, like, tumbling in the dirt. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, before that happens, Leopoldo throws a fucking piss-filled <laughs> balloon right in fucking poor Rodrigo's face. And then when these two boys start fighting, and, I mean, they're fighting, like, throwing punches, and all these yeah. kids are, you know, cheering them on, there is the cutest, like... This is a family film music in the background, like as these boys are kicking the shit out of each other. So then it's nighttime and the two boys are starting to come home and they both look a mess and they're like, fuck, we're going to be in trouble. Rodrigo (laughs) says, y ahora? And then Leopoldo says, my favorite line ahora prepare esas nalgas get your butt cheeks ready because you don't get spanked and she opens the. they knock on the door the mom opens up and she's like you could tell she's fucking pissed rodrigo gets to go to his bedroom and go to sleep leopoldo has to do his homework now because that's his that's his punishment do your homework sure you can tell he's a little scared or something's going on where he's like upset about it Mm -hmm. he says mommy te quiero like i love you and then he says mommy i'm hungry which at this point i hadn't put two and two together that they were poor yeah because the house is so big exactly the first thought i had was like wow they must have money if they're living in this place yeah, but, exactly. But as the movie goes on, you realize that it's not the case. And if you look at the details of the house, you're like, oh, it's kind of old and creepy and yeah. falling apart. And in this particular scene, you know, we get that information, like the boy saying, I'm hungry. And she's straight up like, tomorrow, I'll feed yeah. you. But this actress. Ruli Rodriguez. She, okay. So Ruli gives you all the fats, facets of being a mother in two minutes yeah. where she starts out pissed and then like he's like mom I love you and she like she shifts and then at the end of the it is so moving her performance yeah. here and how I said this Leopoldo at, at the top not breathing swallowing his food I was like I'm annoyed yeah he too did a lovely job in this scene yeah he's like I love you like you know when little kids know that they're in trouble that they're like yeah fuck like and especially yeah. when the when your parents like i'm not mad i'm disappointed in you and you're like god mm-hmm. dang it so like yeah. he's, he is genuine and sweet about telling his mom that he loves him and she turns around and she she goes up to him and she takes it what it looks it looks like she takes the pearl off of one of her rings yeah and she gives it to him and she's like if you're ever afraid hold this little pearl squeeze it and I'll be there to protect you and make you feel better. And she's like, okay, la bendición. Yeah. She's a tough mom, but she is a good, sweet, loving mom at the same time. Absolutely. So she goes back to her room and she looks underneath her bed and pulls out a little box. And then she pulls out a key from that box and opens a drawer and pulls out a letter. 
and she reads it. And there's like emotion there mm. and feeling, but we never really find out what that's all about. Yeah. So as she's reading this letter, she hears Juan Jose come home. And so she puts it away and she tucks herself into bed kind of like angrily, it seems like. And she, her body is turned away from the door. She's pissed. She's like, what the fuck? And he's like, sorry, work was late. And she's like, you know what you should be sorry for is that your kids are going to bed hungry. And this is the moment that I was like, oh, they're poor. Yeah. And he's like, what do you want me to do? It's hard for me to get a job when I'm old, like this old. And it's like, you're not that old, my guy. Yeah. Like, he's older. Th- he seems to be older than she is. But at first, I kind of felt bad for him because she's being kind of she's being kind of like she's being very tough on him. But I think mm-hmm. the idea here is that he was not out working or looking for a job, that he was like at the bar chilling with his pals or something. Yes, I think so as well. And so he like makes a bunch of promises and makes a bunch of excuses, which she's like more promises, more excuses. Yeah. He's like, fuck this. And he gets up and he leaves. She gets up mad and she locks the bedroom door and puts a little chain on the door as well which i was like oh what an interesting choice to have that in your bedroom but like yeah weird why not it's but like extra thing to keep those kids out i guess yeah i guess so so we see that the doorknob starts jingle jingle jangling jump again Mm -hmm. and it's like jingle jingle jangle jingle jingle jangle and the doorknob is the kind of doorknob where it's not like a like a a circle like an actual knob it's one of those like a little bar yeah that you turn up and down yeah yeah (laughs) how do you how do you explain a knob over like it's a a door handle i guess versus a door knob handle 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 (laughs) yeah it's ornate it's actually very pretty yeah she it's like just jingle jangle jingle jangle and then they're like banging on the door which again i was like what the fuck yeah and she looks out the window. She screams like, Juan Jose, I, I get told out you of get here. the fuck out of here. Get out of here, you dick. And she looks out the window and Juan Jose is already like down the block. Yeah, he's walking to the bar again. See ya. And the door is still jingle jangle, jingle jangle, banging on the door. And then we cut to Rodrigo's room and it's the same thing. The doorknob or the door handle is jingle jangle, jingle jangle. And he's like scared, but he gets up to see what it is. This was the Um, big jump for me because whatever it is outside starts to bang on the door and it is a loud ass bang. It it scared the shit out of me. So scary. So that starts banging and then (laughs) I wrote here jump. uh, And he hears like, (laughs) he hears like crying outside also. Meanwhile, we go back to the mom and the mom's door opens. But she has that little chain thing on. So it just opens until the chain stops it. Uh And she goes closer to see who it is. She looks through the opening. There's no one there. And as she, like, turns back around, a hand grabs her on the forehead and is, like, pulling at her head. She is able to escape, goes to the fucking bureau, grabs a pair of scissors, and is running back to stab the hand that is now pulling at the door chain. And she goes to smash it, and the hand comes Ooh. goes away just in time. Nick of time. <laughs> the hand goes away, and she starts pushing at the door to try and close it. But the, the thing on the other side, the person ghost who knows at this point, yeah. is pushing back. So she's like having to really 
shove her body weight onto the door. She gets it closed. And I was like, girl, you're fucking kids, man. Oof, yeah. So we go back to Rodrigo's room and his door also opens. He's back on his bed and he puts his little sheet over his head. Mm -hmm. He sees through the sheet, like the way that the shot is, is like the camera. The point of view is your Rodrigo under the sheet and you can see through it. And a little boy comes in through the door and slowly walks up like hand reaching out as if to grab the sheet that is over Rodrigo. And then we go to Leopoldo who has come out of his homework room and is coming down the stairs. And the way that the stairs and in this specific area of the house works, it was a little like, what's that house in San Jose that's haunted that has like that, that lady kept Winchester rooms and rooms. Yes. Is that what it's called? Winchester? Yeah, the Winchester Mm -hmm. house. It's almost like the room that he's coming into, the stairs come down into a little landing, and then another pair of stairs go up to a room on the other side. But on that landing, there's also like stairs that go down. Yeah. It was a lot of- It was creepy. Pockets of terror everywhere too. Kind of confusing. Yes. So he's coming down these stairs, and as he's going down, you see behind him a person in like a nightgown go into a door. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, Hello, kid, somebody back there. Be, yeah. <laughs> a ghost. <laughs> he, as he's going down the stairs, we see, we go back to Rodrigo, and he's under the sheet, and the boy that has come in, ghost boy, has pulled off the sheet and you hear him scream and then it cuts back to Leopoldo who's hearing his mom scream behind the door saying who's there who's there yeah because she has just been fighting with that hand that popped in and so when they hear the scream Leopoldo runs back into his homework room Dulce and her scissors run also she goes towards the homework room and she can't open any of the doors because there's also like a thousand doors and yeah. they're all fucking locked. Is this where she falls and messes up her toe? Yes. Oof. So she's she gets to a door. She tries to open it. She can't. So she's like, la llave. So she goes, she's running downstairs to get the extra set of keys. And at this point is when she falls down the stairs. Uh. And then we see that her toenail is just open. Ooh. So gross. Horrible. You Horrible. Feel, feel it through your body. She goes to the area where the keys are supposed to be. There are no keys. So she starts running around. She goes into the kitchen. She grabs a big ass knife. And I, this is why I wrote, this house is huge. Because at this point I was like, I don't know where I am. And they fully did this on purpose for you to just be yeah. like, what, where am I? Who am what I? What door? What time is where? it? Where are we yeah. going? We're in a maze. And then yes. she also, so after she grabs this huge knife, she runs back up the stairs and she finds a key hanging out of the door. Yes. Which I was like, what key what? is this? How did that get there? Who put that there? So a, even another, like a more confusing thing where you're like, where did that come from? Exactly. She grabs the key because that's mm-hmm. the fucking key she was looking for. At this point, yeah. she goes into a room. She finds Leo. And he's mm-hmm. just kind of being cagey. He's not really saying anything. Yeah, he's. it looks like he's like not really scared, but he's like something, something seems to have just happened to yeah. him. And she's like, tell me, tell me who was here. Tell me 
who did you see it did you see them who mm-hmm. is it he says nothing and she's like you screamed you yelled who, who was it and he's like that wasn't me and she's like oh, Rodrigo. Shit. so she Let's runs go. to the other room she goes in there and Rodrigo's just like sitting there like looking cute and tiny <laughs> and she's like tell me she's like shaking these kids like who's doing this to you and Rodrigo's like nothing mom Leopoldo just scared me and you're like wait Leopoldo was in the other fucking room what's going what's on happening? here yeah it's the next day, the cops come into the house and they're looking around and the detective in a very leather brown jacket, I was like, "That for, sir, that jacket is A, too big for you. B, <laughs> he has like a goatee with no mustache, just like a chin thing. <gasps> Didn't you notice that? I just noticed the like the Toothpick. nightmare of my life, like the full bald head on top with the big foofs on the side, like just like nightmare of my life, but you know. <laughs> That's what I noticed. Just and this is another reason why I was like, "What year is it?" Because I was like, "This oh, yeah. leather jacket and this like chin strap of hair, and this little like <laughs> fucking toothpick." Right, the toothpick. Like, is this 1975? Yeah. I couldn't tell. So yeah, right. <laughs> so the detective is asking Dulce and Juan Jose and little Rodrigo and Leopoldo are there too, and he's like. What did you see? And she's like, nothing. I didn't see anything. And But she does mention, like, the kids saw something, yeah. but they don't want to tell me. Yeah. And we also get further information about, like, why they live in this huge house. Yes. So the detective's like, do you know the people, the, the people that lived here before? Do you have problems with anybody in the neighborhood? And Juan mm-hmm. Jose is like, no, we've lived here for five years. The government gave, like, had this place for sale and it was a really really good price so i took it and then she says and now we're paying the price and then he to which he says "Mm -hmm. isn't it interesting how people are so ungrateful and it's just like oh gosh this poor these this relationship is Is not not good good. not good Uh, because he says this right in front of the cop and you're like oof, it's so uncomfortable it's so uncomfortable and so the cops that's when she says leopoldo saw something and she's like pushing him and leopoldo doesn't want to talk so the the detective is like cool well thanks for this info bye Bye. and (laughs) (laughs) so we go to the kitchen and leopoldo goes up to his mom and he's like i saw her Mm-hmm. I saw her and she told me to tell you something. And you're just like, oh boy, little kids, when they see the ghost, like every uh, time I see list listicles of like, what's the weirdest, scariest thing your kid has said out of nowhere? And they're like, mommy, the red eyes came in the night and told me to kill you. It's like terrifying. And he also says, she, you know, in quotations, told me, don't be scared, mom. And of yeah. course, immediately I would be like, well, I'm terrified. And he says it over and over. He's like, yeah. don't be scared, mommy. Don't be scared. It's like, <laughs> bitch, I'm scared. Yeah. So so he, he says to her, he says to Dulce, she, quote unquote, says, I shouldn't play with Rodrigo anymore. Mm-hmm. And she told me to give you this. He gives her a little piece of paper that she reads. We don't see at this point. And she's like, her eyeballs get all big. And she like tucks it away when Juan Jose enters the room. So now we're back in 2011. 
and the priest is in his orphanage slash school. The little kids come out of class. They love him. They hug him. He's, Mm -hmm. I guess, really popular. (laughs) And then he's in the National Historical Archive looking through old newspaper articles. And he sees all these articles of about the house that they mm-hmm. live in and how a bunch of families have disappeared. Most of them are dated in November of mm-hmm. a certain year. He reads about an English family called the Eckhart family that also disappeared. Meanwhile, Dulce's back at the house and she's going into the bathroom to, I don't know, go to the bathroom. And Dulce, she's looking- old Dulce. Yeah, this is still 2011. Mm -hmm. So older Dulce goes to the bathroom. She looks in the mirror and they do the classic horror movie move. Wow. (laughs) Classic horror movie move where she looks in the mirror and then the camera follows her. as She like looks down at something else and then the camera follows her back up to the mirror and there's somebody standing there in the mirror and, and this somebody like, there jump. could not be more horrible it's an old man with a huge knife in his hand and he's wearing like like a pajamas? Dress shirt pajama <laughs> shirt like a nightgown very creepy and then she screams and then slams the door and then she sits on the toilet for a little bit goes back opens the door no one's there so she's walking through the house she screams down the stairs for the police she's like policia because remember, there's into... police sitting literally outside the house because she's under because house arrest. she's under house arrest. Mm-hmm. And she goes back into her bedroom and she sees that it's in shambles. Like somebody has gone in there and like toppled everything over. Everything is a goddamn disaster. And in the mirror, you see the numbers 11 written in blood like over and over about six times, I'm going to say. I wrote say? six as well. Yeah, it's six times. She sees that and she starts backing up towards the doorway and then bang jump scare number eight now i don't fucking know the thing is you know that they're coming for the most part but they're still well done they still are scary jump scares like you know i've seen so many that some of them are like okay you didn't get me but i'm gonna say most of these got all of them got me Every single one. Every <laughs> single fucking one. So <laughs> she she backs up and it's the old man again. And she turns around and she's like, ha ah! She slams the door and she's like, she yeah. backs up into and sits on her bed. And they're banging on the door, banging, 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 trying to jingle jangle the, the handle again. And then finally the mm-hmm. door flies open and the two cops that watch her are there and they're like what's going on dude so now we're back at the archives Mm -hmm. and the priest he finds uh in like the deepest part of the archive like a guy has to fully indiana jones his ass in there like open it like a vault and he's wearing gloves and shit he finds this book and he sees a picture of iraim irahim 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 yeah irahim irahim (laughs) eckhart which is the same last name of the British family that had disappeared that he read in the other article. And it's a, it's a picture of him, and he says he built the house in 1890. He has, like, a bib triangle with, like, the number 33 on it. Hmm. And then we also see, like, a zoom-in of the pictures of the articles that you see 
the eyeball in the triangle that you had pointed out earlier. Yes. Uh, it's like in like a weird gargoyle thing. And then in the middle of it, you see the eyeball and the triangle. So we see this picture of Ibrahim and then we cut to the priest walking mm. over back to Dulce's house. He talks to the fuzz and he's like, you need to let me in. They're like, it's not visiting day, but honestly, you could probably go in there because she's not doing too well. We just went in there and she told us that she saw a dead person. Mm -hmm. So yeah, go ahead and go visit with her. Maybe (laughs) try and fix her. The priest tells Dulce about Irahim and that he was a mason and that he was hell bent on building this house in this specific spot Mm -hmm. because he could find the absolute truth of creation in that spot where that house is. Mm -hmm. He tells her that Ibrahim's family disappeared one by one and that other families that live there also disappeared uh, randomly. And then we go back to the past again. We go back to 1981. Dulce is reading the note that Leopoldo has given to her. And we see that it says, Juan Jose matará a tu hijo. Which means Juan Jose will kill your son. And as she's reading this, Juan Jose walks in. And you're just like, what Mm -hmm. what the fuck do you do, dude? You have a note from a ghost that's telling you the man that just walked into the door is going to kill your kid that your kid handed to you. And he, uh, the the whole time that that we've seen him previously, he has seemed very gentle. You know, yeah. maybe a little bit of like a lazy ass or whatever. There's clearly problems here, but never a threat. But that changes quite quickly in this scene. Very quickly. So she shows him the note. He doesn't believe her. He's like, you wrote this. And she's like, I won't live in this house anymore. I'm afraid I'm packing. So she starts packing her shit. She's like, quiero el divorcio. I want a divorce, ho. And uh, and she's like, I'm going to take my fucking kids with me tonight i'm out and he's like he grabs her he grabs her arm i was like ooh, he's gonna hurt her and he he's like if you take my fucking kids i'm gonna make sure you never fucking see them again ever again in your life and so like legit threatens her really badly he he lets her go and she's just like i can't do anything about it yeah because he's like do you understand me do you understand and she is being held by this he she cannot move yeah so she's like yes yeah, i get it i get, I get it, it. So, and then she's left and it's like what the fuck do i do now i'm in a Jesus. haunted house with a shitty husband who's Oof. who might kill my son because my this ghost Great. person told me we see the kids that they're outside and we're it's like a little plaza and it's rodrigo sitting with sarai and rodrigo is like I have something for you. It's a gift. You have to close your eyes. And she closes her eyes. He gives her a kiss on the cheek. And he gives her a little pearl. Which looks... Which is... Seems to be the pearl that... That Dulce gave to Leopoldo earlier. When she was like, squeeze this and it'll... And I'll take care of you. Mm -hmm. And he says to Sarai, this is for you. Squeeze it. And I'll always be here and I'll take care of you. And Which you're like, wait, how did you get this pearl? And how do you yeah. know this? And also exactly. this almost kiss that these kids have was so weird. So <laughs> weird. Me. So weird. Little kids kissing 
unless it's Macaulay Culkin and Veda Wonkenfuss or whatever her name was in My Girl. Saltenfuss? Saltenfuss. Saltenfuss. It's Saltenfuss. Good job. Wonkenfuss. I don't want to see it. It's weird. So I mean, I love that she also when he kisses her on the cheek, she fully smacks him. Smacks him upside the head. And when they almost kiss, Leopoldo is watching them from afar, and he yells, "Rodrigo, vení, come here. We're gonna let's go play." So mm-hmm. as Rodrigo runs to his brother, Sarai is like, "Hey, quieres ser mi novio? Do you want to be my boyfriend?" And he's like, "I thought we, you were my girlfriend." And she's like, "Bueno pues, somos novio. I guess we are then." It was, it was very cute. sweet. Yeah. So then we go to the baseball game that they're having, and they're, you know, having a good time playing. And Clearly, Leopoldo is jealous of this whole Sarai-Rodrigo situation. Exactly. At least that's what I observed. I think yeah. so, too. And he's trying to, like, humiliate his little brother, like, Ooh, el enano, viene, the little guy is coming in to bat, whatever. <laughs> Rodrigo hits a ball and runs, and Leopoldo is on first base, I think. And his okay. his other little friend is pitching, and when he finally does hit and he runs to first base, the brothers like look at right. each other head to head, and they're like, "Oh, what? I fucking I can play baseball too, you bitch!" And at this time, everybody breathe. I, oh, exactly. First, breathe, and second, weren't you warned not to play with your brother? Hello. Hello. So while this game is happening, Dulce is in town and she goes to see a fortune teller. In this medium's house, she literally has like a painting of Satan up on the wall. Bro, it's the a, what the fuck a Satan painting and then a bunch of like candles and stuff and then pictures of people getting married. It's a rare, really random plethora of stuff. Yeah, so. <laughs> We see this woman get wheeled in by a younger woman, and we learn that the woman in the wheelchair is Victoria, and the younger woman that wheels her in is her sister. And this woman says, my sister had an accident and was supposed to die many years ago, but she didn't, and now she lives in between the two planes. And she can't see material things, but she can basically communicate with the other side, if you will. Her eyes are literally glowing. They're glowing. Uh, terrifying eyes. I was it was like, cool. I, they, yeah. They, whatever they did to those eyes look cool. Totally. We cut to Dulce bringing these two women over to her house. And <laughs> we get a close-up shot of what I think is Victoria's foot touching the ground and it's just Ew, yeah. the longest toenails Claws. i have ever seen in my life disgusting yeah. and then like salt then, too being poured around i guess probably just to yeah. protect them from bad spirits because that's what you're supposed to do i think and then uh the sister gives us like cigar asmr because she lights a fat cigar she goes up to Victor- victoria yeah. is that her name and she blows smoke in her face and is like did you hear anything she said? I absolutely she did said? not. It was just like a whisper, whisper, whisper. A la- a carrots, carrots, peas and carrots, peas and carrots. Peas watermelon, and carrots. watermelon. Yes. Yeah. So the sister is like, she's going to communicate with the dead. You have to close your eyes. You cannot open your eyes at mm-hmm. all. Do not open your fucking eyes. If you do, the dead will go. 
I'm sure I've seen this in a movie before. Oh, yeah? However, I can't remember what movie, but I loved this. Yeah. Whoever played this medium sister, she was dramatic, but she was cool. And I was just like, ooh, awesome setup. Totally. Don't open your eyes. In in order to communicate, you got to keep your eyes closed. Use all your other senses. Ooh, creepy, creepy, creepy. Love that. And so she closes her eyes, and what the their choice here I thought was really great was they just the sc- the screen goes black, and all yeah. you hear are like voices and noises at this point, and you hear. Um, now before this happens. Mm-hmm. The, the sister does burn the note, doesn't she? Yes. She burns the note. She asks for the note, and she's like, okay, burns it, and she's like, now close your eyes. It, mm-hmm. it, we begin now. Do not open your eyes. And so noises start happening, and Dulce is afraid, and she's like, what? What is that? What is that? And she keeps saying, it's nothing. You must keep your eyes closed. So we hear a voice saying, no, papa, no, papi, no, no, por favor, and then at this point, the screen goes turns back on and we see Dulce has her eyes closed and Victoria, her eyes are wide open and she's the one glowing. glowing eyes and she's the one that's speaking. And she's basically having this conversation in her voice. And she's like, don't call me dad. Don't call me f- your, your dad. I'm not your dad. Please, I'm sorry, daddy. Forgive me. I'm not your dad. My only son was Rodrigo Jose Hernandez. Don't kill me. And then we cut to Dulce again, sitting with her eyes closed. And way in the back, in a pocket of terror, you see the shadow of a man is there. And then it cuts back to Victoria saying, Por favor, no me mates. Don't kill me. And it cuts back to Dulce. The man is gone. Back to Victoria She's like, por favor, papi, por favor, back to Dulce. And the old man that we've been seeing is right behind Dulce. And he puts his hand on her shoulder. And she's like, ah! oh, my and God. So, scared the shit scared out the of cats. me. <laughs> and scared the cats. <laughs> scared the shit out of me. She gets up. She opens her eyes. The man is gone. She's like, no. Get out of my house. Get out of my fucking house. You're trying to scare me. Get out of my house. So we're back to the kids playing baseball. And this time, Leopoldo is at bat and Rodrigo is pitching. Mm -hmm. And uh, he pitches once, strike. He pitches twice, strike two. Third time, Leopoldo, you can tell he's angry. You can tell he's trying to prove a point or some kind. And he smashes that ball, and the ball goes directly onto little Rodrigo's fucking face. Mm -hmm. Like, head first, baseball at, like, a thousand miles per hour, smashes into his face. Leopoldo's like, I did it! He doesn't, he doesn't, can't tell. Mm -hmm. He's running to his base, yay, everybody, whatever. And the little kids all run over to Rodrigo. Rodrigo's unconscious. His nose is bleeding. They're like, please help us. Mm-hmm. Help. Get help. He's your brother. Please. Sarai gave the performance of her life Performance here. of a lifetime. This kid, I, I believed her. I was yeah. like, oh, damn. And also, totally. I noticed something. Maybe I was wrong. But when he throw, when Rodrigo gets hit by the ball, he falls back and then also smacks his head on a big rock. So it's like boom yes. in the face, bam, back of the head, smack in the back. smacking a rock. Fucked his head. Yeah. They kind of 
do like a slowdown of time as as Sarai is yelling, "Go get help, please!" Oh my God! And we fade, we cross fade into a funeral. Rodrigo is dead. Yeah, he's in a tiny little boy coffin with a little window, which is so you so can sad. see his body in there. And at the top, you so you hear a voiceover. It's not really a voiceover. You hear the priest that's at this funeral giving the eulogy. And he says, today, the 11th of November. Hello. Hello. <laughs> is a horrible day. We're here. We're burying this kid. Whatever. We see the family. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't say that, but you know what I mean. Yes. And so we see all the other little kids. Everybody's dressed in black. Poor Leopoldo is a mess. Mm-hmm. He has killed his little brother. Basically. Like, basically. Yeah. It's very upsetting. Sarai, they turn to her and they see, you see that she is holding her little pearl. Little by little, everybody kind of goes away. And the last person to leave besides the parents and Leopoldo is Leopoldo's little best friend. I forget his name. Dude, me Martin. too. Mario, Mario. It oh my was God, Mario, I thought I it was Benito, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Benito, Mario. He's He goes up and, and Leopoldo's like, I wrote, what is this scene? But Leopoldo's like, you're my only brother now, dude. Like, Yikes. <laughs> this is it. And then they do their like friendly, we- weird like handshake where they do a handshake and then they turn it and then they do like little bird finger with each other finger other's wiggles finger waves and then they also <laughs> yeah. I, he, they they sometimes do like the fart under the arm thing where they put their hands on their hand in the armpit like you know what i'm talking about yeah i did not see well, it they showed in the it armpit. they showed it more at the top when we we're first introduced to the kids and then they do it again here it's part of it but they kind of don't quite show it so, but this I didn't see the armpit. This handshake is it's it's a sweet it's, thing, and it's only between these two boys. Yes, because when we see them at the top, we didn't say it before, but and the when we first meet the kids, that's the first thing that Leopoldo and this kid do. Mm-hmm. They do this funny handshake. So okay, so he leaves, and you know everybody's upset, and we're back <laughs> in 2011, <laughs> and the priest is in his chambers i guess and he's got a planner open and it's november and the week of the 11th and he's got all the 11s written down in his planner and it's like he's trying to figure out what is the deal with all the 11s and he looks up at his calendar he's got another calendar on the wall and it says noviembre what could it be (laughs) what could it be and he looks over to he looks over to the clock and the clock is like 11 11 11 yeah. like the time is 11 11 and when he figures it out his little face he's like he just the cheesiest little smile and he's like oh ah, yeah Eureka. this <laughs> we didn't we didn't need this scene no we did not need it he could have just no we did not need it we absolutely like, did. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> we now we're at the house. It's still 2011, yeah. and Dulce, older Dulce, is sitting at the table. She's putting out a fucking cigarette on her wrist, and then and then stabbing the burn. What's she doing? Stabbing the what burn is she doing? with her knife. I th- I think she was ready to kill herself. <gasps> oh, I had I was like, what is she doing? I thought maybe she was like, you know, causing self-harm because she is so 
she has so much self-hate or so I had no idea. But that makes sense because the priest comes in and gives us a jump scare because yep. I jumped. And Me he's too. like, you don't have to do that, basically. Like, he stops her from, I guess, killing herself, attempting to kill herself. Because she was wow. like, okay. she said, 30 years ago today, I buried a son. Yes. Okay. And because it's November 11th. And he goes, just wait one more day, one more day, because it is November 11th at 11.11 with 11 seconds. Just wait until after that. Just wait. And she's like, okay, dude. And he gives her his, like, cross. And she's like, I don't know if God has anything. Like, I don't know if there is a... There's nothing here. My relationship with him, there's nothing. I don't have faith anymore. I don't care. And he's like, again, just wait until after November 11th Mm -hmm. at 11-11 with 11 seconds. Just wait. So now we're back in 1981. And Juan Jose is sitting on the bed after this funeral of his son and he's smoking his pipe and his pipe falls to the ground and he goes to pick it up and he looks under the bed and there's the little box that Dulce was looking at earlier in the movie. He opens it, he finds a key, he goes to the drawer, he opens this drawer and he moves some stuff around and he finds the letter that she was reading as well. And we discover from this letter that Leopoldo is not Juan Jose's son. He's the son of some other guy named Leopoldo as well. And in the letter, he's like, have him keep my name, but have him have your husband's last name because your husband is a good man and he wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to give what your husband can, basically. We kind of learn here also that it seems that Leopoldo, father, father of of little Leo, uh-huh. seems to not have much time left. That's what he yes. expresses in the letter. Like, oh, like, okay, this, this person seems to be almost dead yes. or something. And he's like, when you read this, think of me and I'll be dreaming of you and Selena the is paradise the of your heart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He does say paradise of your heart, doesn't he? Fully says that, yeah. Oh, boy. So it's a big shock and we're like, oh, fuck. Back to 2011, older Dulce is sitting looking at her clock and it's now 11 p.m. with 11 minutes and she's literally watching the seconds arm go to the 11th second. And when it hits, the lights go out. We're back in the past. So now we're going to do a lot of back and forth. It's going to get real funky. If you think (laughs) we've been booping and bopping and bouncing so far, we're about to trampoline are all over the place i'm gonna try really hard to keep it as clear as possible it's we're with you we're with you we got this (laughs) so okay (laughs) so we're in the past it's also november 11th at 11 p.m 11 minutes 11 seconds hits the lights go out leopoldo is sitting in a room and he sees that his dad leaves and he's like, Papi, leaves the, house. leaves the house. And he's like, Papi. Juan Jose looks over at him, obviously doesn't say anything to filled him. with resentment, doesn't say a word, walks out. Leopoldo goes to grab the keys that are on, by the door. And a woman, what looks like a woman, bangs on the window of the door. like a sh- It's just a shadow that you see and starts banging on the door. 
and this a- bitch scared the shit out of me. Puta. <laughs> so Leopoldo, obviously also afraid, runs. 2011. <laughs> Cut back. Cut back to du- 2011. We see older Dulce going up the stairs. Now we're in the moment where in the beginning we saw the door handle jangle jangle and it was young Dulce is in the room. So old Dulce is outside. Young Dulce is inside. Jingle jingle jangle jingle jangle. She opens the door but the chain is on. Mm-hmm. Young Dulce comes. We learn that the arm that went through the door is actually old Dulce holding on to young Dulce's head. Now, let me ask you something. I didn't want to say this uh-huh. before. Did you know when you saw it earlier? Yes, I figured it out eventually. The arm, you can like tell, earlier. like with the nightgown and everything, with you're like, nightgown. I was like, that's fucking old Dulce. That's old Dulce mm-hmm. grabbing her face right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. At this point, we cut to young Leopoldo, who has been afraid, and he grabs the keys, and he goes over to Rodrigo's room. So we find out that the little boy that went through in through the door that scared Rodrigo when he was under the sheet is actually Leopoldo. Did you realize that one, too? Yes. Me, too. <laughs> the, only reason, the only reason I figured it out, though, is because... Throughout the movie, when they're playing and being young and happy, Mm -hmm. Leopoldo's hair is curly and out and about and disheveled and whatever. And at the funeral, they like (laughs) brush his curls down to the side. And when we see him in the very beginning at the doorway, his hair hair is also the same. So in the shadow, in the first time you see Rodrigo, that's kind of what the hair like the shadow of the body looks like it doesn't look disheveled it looks brushed down i must say they didn't do the best job of like hiding who that little kid was like we're supposed to think it's a ghost kid but even the fact that you know it you can tell it's leo you're like this is still creepy it was still Mm -hmm. creepy even though i was like oh that's leo but then this time around you get you kind of get the flip side in that poor little leo walks into a room into his little brother's room who he just buried and he sees his little body under the sheet which is, and that sh- is horrifying awful. the day <laughs> exactly. the day of the funeral literally the day of the funeral literally a few hours ago he buried his little brother yeah. and there he is Ooh. so while that's happening <laughs> we get leopoldo from 81 the, uh, from 81 which is also the other Leopoldo is also 81 but it's so now Fuck, <laughs> so now the way on. I'm going hold on I got it I know how to explain it yes. so the way that I explain the Leopoldos now is we have pre-funeral Leopoldo and post-funeral Leopoldo okay so post-funeral Leopoldo is in Rodrigo's room pre-funeral Leopoldo is coming down the stairs again. Remember when we saw him see somebody behind him going down the stairs? And we learn that that person that was behind him was old Dulce. Mm -hmm. So she goes behind. And so he goes to his mother's room. He 
he, you, he, he, oh, shit. he goes to his other's room. He, <laughs> he hears his mom say, ¿Quién está ahí? And, he, and then they hear Rodrigo scream from his room. He runs back to the room where he was doing homework. Dulce, old Dulce follows him, closes the door, and she's like, shh, shh, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah. Listen to my voice. Look at my face. You see that little pearl that you're squeezing in your hand? Remember I told you that if you squeeze it, I would come and protect you? Hello, it's me. Mm-hmm. So I'm here. I'm just old. Now we're in Rodrigo's room with post-funeral Leopoldo, and he's like, holy shit, Rodrigo's alive. He's here. He gets down on his knees and he starts crying and he's like, my little brother, my little brother. And Rodrigo is so confused. He's like, what's going on? Are you okay? What's what's happening? Leopoldo gives him his little pearl and he's mm-hmm. like, if you squeeze it, I'll, I'll be here to protect you. So now we know how he got a pearl to give to Sarai when they yes. were in the park. Okay. Back to pre-funeral Leopoldo with old Dulce. She's like, listen, don't play with your brother. You cannot play with your brother. So she is the her that's giving the the warning to young Dulce. And then she also Mm -hmm. folds up the little note and she's like, do not read this. Do not read this. But give this note to your mom. Which is the note that before we found out said that Juan Jose will kill your son. Also, shocking to me that Leopoldo would not read that note. I would have read he didn't. it. He didn't oh, read absolutely. It at all. Once she does this. <laughs> what? What? No, nothing. We're just, I think we're doing it. We're, okay. we're getting there. Okay. Once she does this, it seems like old Dulce goes back to 2000 yeah she disappears she's done her job oh and so she she sees the old man from before with the knife come down the stairs and he instead of going up to her he goes down the stairs again from that little landing and she's like who are you who are you he doesn't answer so she follows him then we see post-funeral leo is like, come with me, Rodrigo. I'm going to show you to our dad. And he turns, and Rodrigo also turns. They turn back around. Rodrigo can't see Leo anymore. And Leo is like, I can't see Rodrigo anymore. So he goes, mm-hmm. he leaves the room and he finds Juan Jose and he says, I saw Rodrigo. I saw him. He's alive. And he goes and he gives his dad a hug. And Juan Jose pulls a big ass butcher knife. And he's like, I'm ready to Oof. kill this kid. That's when he throws Leo to the floor. And he f- starts saying the things that Victoria, had, our soothsayer, our medium, mm-hmm. was saying before. Like, I, you're not my son. My only son is Rodrigo Jose Hernandez. Mm-hmm. And then we also hear Leo saying, por favor, papi, perdóname, forgive me. I, I'm sorry, you know, papi, whatever. Mm-hmm. So young Dulce comes out of a door and she sees her son on the ground and we see and she sees Juan Jose with a knife 
and she's like tries to reason with him. She's like, a ver, vamos a hablar. Let's talk about it. You and me, let's talk about it. Because and he's, he's straight like, up like, I know about your infidelity. Yeah, and he and he's like, he's not my son. He is not my son. And she's like, he's your son. He's your son. And he's like, fuck you. He's not my son. And out of nowhere, that bitch slaps the shit out of him. Yeah, I loved she it. Is- she is brave yeah because he's got that big ass knife in his hand and that's when shit goes down he like they're struggling he slices her face with the knife and then smashes her head up against the mirror that is right there next to them Mm -hmm. and then she falls to the ground and it's the first shot that we saw in the very beginning of the movie is her lying on the ground with the slice in her face covered with mirror glass we go back to old dulce Old Dulce is following the old man down into the catacombs. And she's saying again, Sangre de Cristo, protégeme, Sangre de Cristo, la Sangre de Cristo. She's so in now the- this this faith has is returning, her, yes. her faith in God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're in the catacombs. She can't see him anywhere. She backs up like clockwork. Another jump scare. There he is right behind mm-hmm. her, the old man. While this is happening... Leo is being chased upstairs by Juan Jose, who's, who's like literally holding a knife. He is Michael Myersing, like chasing this, his ass with a fucking butcher knife. This chase sequence was particularly awful to watch. That's that's so scary. This poor little kid. Your dad. Being, it's your, your dad. I mean, in quotation marks, but, but like, to, to him, him it's it is his, his dad. dad. <laughs> And he's got this huge knife. This was so scary. So scary. We get a chase sequence. We go back to old Dulce being like, who the fuck are you, you old fart? And the old man says, look at my face. Hear my voice. It's me. I'm Leopoldo. And this I did not see coming. Me either. Not at all. I saw I saw her being like the ghost herself. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was very much like spoiler alert the others like Absolutely. where she's like I'm turns out I'm the ghost after all blah 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 mm-hmm. so that I was like oh not surprising but the fact that the old man was Leopoldo all along I was like whoa dude yeah. twist that was a great reveal so he he's like it's me Leopoldo he shows her his pearl that he's been squeezing his whole entire life. We get another we get another scene of of uh, Leopoldo being chased by Juan Jose. Now they're coming down into the catacombs as well. So that's interspliced and then back to old Leopoldo and he's like I'm in 2071. Like that's the year I'm in right now. And uh, <laughs> I've been waiting my whole life for the house to bring me here to you. He explains that the house is the only one, like, the house has the power and the will to take you to the time that it wants to take you. So it's the house that is its own, making its own choices, basically. You're just along (laughs) for the ride, hopefully. You're a puppet. Exactly. He says, we are puppets in this house. And he says, the Masons that lived here in this house. I had to rewind this because I was like, I'm a little confused now. Yeah, it was a lot to take in. So he's like, the Masons that lived here in this house appeared in the future, and now they live in a time where they don't belong. So he's like, okay. So then he's like, 
this knife that I'm holding, because this whole time he's been, remember, he's been holding this butcher knife. He mm-hmm. gives that knife to old Dulce and he's like, now this knife is in your timeline. So you need to use it so that you can save my life. Because she says, how are you alive? How is this happening? I thought you were dead. How is this 2071? What is the deal? Basically, that knife is like, what do you call it? A port key? Yeah, kind of. Kind of like that. Yeah. Totally. He explains, like, you're the one that saved me that night. It was you. And then he explains, when I was 12, which is kind of the time that he's, like, what young Leopoldo is, I think he seems to be like a... 11-year-old, 12-year-old kind of thing. When I was 12, symptoms of the illness that killed his real father started to show. So Leopoldo Sr. from the letter was actually ill. He says, but in the 80s, this was when I found out officially that we were in the 80s. (laughs) It was this moment. And he says, but in the 80s, there is no cure to this illness that I am beginning to show symptoms at at 12 years old. So you have to take me to the year and then he disappears. So he never officially finishes his like wish to help her. And she's like, hold on. You just gave me a butcher knife. I'm supposed to kill Juan Jose now? Like, what? I'm I'm afraid. I don't want to do that. And he's like, it's yeah. the only way that you're going to save me. And he says something specific. He's like, you, you're going to save me by, like, holding on to me. Yes. He says the same kind of thing about the knife is, like, hold on to this knife. Because yes. now it's... Your timeline, this is like, I guess. Th- this is the time thing here. This is the like, transference of... You must hold on tight in order for like this time portal shit to work. Yes, yeah, correct, correct. So le- old Leopoldo disappears. We're back to young Leopoldo and Juan Jose chasing him. He literally has him cornered. He has Oof. his the butcher knife like in his little chest and the, he's and, about to ch- stab him in the heart yes and little leopoldo's just like making these whimpering sounds that were so upsetting Ugh. and the juan jose puts his finger to his own lips and he's like shh, 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 like fuck you you fucking dick you're killing a kid you're killing Ugh, a fucking so kid and then bam here comes fucking old ass dulce and she stabs Juan Jose in the back, so he falls behind, and then she fully, like, this stabbing that she does, <laughs> it was good. She stabbed him. She got it in there. Good. She goes, yeah. Oof. She plunges it into, like, I feel like she severed shoulder and chest something. Oh, yeah. She fucked him up. And he's like, who, as he's lying there dying, he's like, who are you? And she says, look at my face listen to my voice and then he fucking dies literally what old old leo just said to her and also what she said to young leo when he when they were in the room together when she was old she was like look at my face listen to my voice ah yes Uh, that's a lovely detail yeah i love that too she goes up to little leopoldo and she's like you have to take really good care of me okay like please take good care of me you have to be a good boy. She lets him. She's like, go, go, do, go back to your other mom as she goes 
down the stairs, up the stairs. I couldn't tell. It what... looked like old Dulce was now descending into the catacombs. Yes. Okay. So they're like in the first layer of the ba- la- uh, layer of the basement shore, but and then she's kind of like going, going down, down somewhere. Quién okay. sabe? Yeah. And he and Leopoldo is at that doorway that we saw in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. We see young Dulce. Well, we hear young Dulce find Juan Jose and like scream. Because he grabbed her, like, at the beginning when we saw. Yes. And then we see her come in, and she sees Leopoldo in the doorway. And then we hear old Leopoldo's voiceover of him saying again, like, I'm exhibiting symptoms. You have to hold on to me and take me back to the year. And this is the point where young Leopoldo is starting to walk back to his mom. And she, old Dulce, climbs up the stairs and yanks him into 2011, basically. Mm-hmm. We see young Dulce scream. She goes to the phone. She calls the cops. She gets arrested. Everybody in the neighborhood is watching her, including the little kids uh, that are friends with the boys. And we're back to 2011. And uh, the priest is now visiting the house again. Mm-hmm. And... I forgot her name. Old Dulce. I was like, young, old, uh, one of the Dulces. So old old Dulce is like, he's still a little fragile and sensitive, but he's in there. So the priest goes into the room and he sees little Leopoldo. He's all like hugging his knees up to his chest. He's like, hi. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> and, and Leopoldo's like, the oh, hell is so this? surprised. And the priest puts down puts out his hand to give him a handshake and all of a sudden they he does the fun little kid handshake Finger and wiggle. we find out that the priest was his friend Benito Mario Mario Benito <laughs> whatever his name was all along and now he's all grown up now that was also and, a twist that i did not see coming and was a nice twist did you see it coming i when the priest came along i was like He's going to be Leopoldo. That's what I mm, thought was going to be the mm-hmm, twist. Mm-hmm. But when he came to the house, I was like, he's going to be that little friend. I did not see it. That was a nice one that for one, me. That one, I did. Yeah, <laughs> it, And it got me, like, I got emotional. I kind of cried a little that when they, like, sweet. did the little handshake. Yeah. And so we hear a voiceover with Dulce saying, like, I can't take care of this little kid in my, first of all, I'm under house arrest. Second of all, I'm old. So basically, the priest takes Leo to his the orphanage that he works at. Um, and <laughs> as they're walking down the street, and we're hearing this voiceover of old Dulce, like, please take care of him, make like, sure that he is adopted. Uh, adopted Somebody needs to get him the treatment he needs. Him. Yeah. Yes, he needs it because he's starting to show the the symptoms, whatever. And as they're walking, and we're hearing this voiceover. A random woman is walking up to them, and it this woman like gets emotional, falls down to her knees. She shows her necklace. It's got a little pearl, and it's Sarai, is what we're supposed to assume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she is. They hug. Full drama. Full drama. <laughs> they hug, and then the priest says, "Amen." And that's the end of the movie. That, I must say, as much as I enjoyed the movie, the finale of him being like, amen. 
<laughs> a little weird. And then yeah, like that was random. Kids laughter in the background. Yeah, the kid laughter freaked me out. I didn't like that. I was like, is this supposed to be sweet or spooky or both? No I think entiendo. it was supposed to be sweet. Like, oh, he's a child again, and he mm. like he can live his life long with nope. this priest. No, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> And then uh, in this black screen, we see a lovely little dedication. It says, Adioni y Mamalida, las mejores madres de todos los tiempos. So which sweet. Means, to Dioni and Mamalida, the best moms of all time. Very sweet. Very, very sweet. Fiend. How about, Fiend, mm-hmm. how about you give us some trivia? I would love to. So, Let's talk a little bit about one of the most random actors in this movie who you see very briefly, maybe two minutes tops, Alexander Da Silva, who was one of the cops. Is the cop. With the funky eye. So yeah. this particular actor suggested to uh, the director that his character had one of his eyes closed throughout the film. And the f- when I read this, it made me, <laughs> made me think of that episode of The Golden Girls you know the case of the Libertine Bell? You know what I'm talking about? Where they do like the murder mystery at that hotel? Yes, yes, and yes, so, yes, yes. So Dorothy is like to Rose, she's like, we got to figure out who are actors and who are not so we can figure out the mystery. Uh-huh. And Rose goes up to some woman drinking coffee and she's like, how's that coffee? And the woman goes, it's great. And Rose, <laughs> Rose goes, actor. Actor. <laughs> I read this line about this <laughs> this guy, Alexander Da Silva, wanting to have the eye thing. And I was like, actor. <laughs> because actor. You're, you're, First of all, you're uh, on screen for 30 seconds. 30 and you're going to demand an eye thing? Like, it's what's like, your... My, you know, my character who's in this movie for two minutes, he was in a fight. <laughs> and, you know, one of his eyes is kind of closed. And it just like, it's it's about, I was like, okay, sir. Sir. Demasiado. So Da Silva subsequently stated that he had regretted his decision, duh, or his suggestion. Duh. And that he had to undergo two hour makeup sessions to have that damaged eye thing. And also... Alexander <laughs> Alexander Da Silva was part of the boy band Oof, which was, I think, a Venezuelan boy band, which I looked up on YouTube. You should absolutely look it up. All capital letters, U-F-F exclamation point. Check it out, Oof. everybody. Oof. Oh, uh, my God. Should we have one of their songs be the play out I as we end our episode? We should absolutely. I think we should absolutely do that. Um, Great. It's like, you know, it's like in sync. Uh, Backstreet Boys era kind of boy band music. Love it. So let's see here. The house that is used in this movie, the end of the time. (laughs) What? The house used. (laughs) The house. The house with the end of the time and the clock and the walls. (laughs) The house in this fucking movie is located in Caracas. It says Urb El Paraíso, which I guess means like urbanización, whatever. It's right in front of the United Nations Park. And the owner of this house was Pedro Estrada, who was a henchman of the Venezuelan dictator Marco Pérez Jiménez. He was um, the director of national security of Venezuela. And apparently under this dictatorship of Mm -hmm. Marco Pérez Jiménez, they 
sent 822 Venezuelans to concentration camps and thousands to jails throughout the country, and they used torture and violacion? Is that rape? Yeah. Okay, so they used torture and rape as systematic methods of interrogation with political prisoners, basically. Either way, fucked up. Uh, So this dude was a mess, and apparently, like, uh, groups started kind of revolting against that, so he fled with his wife and two daughters to the Dominican Republic, and also then to Miami. He finally settled in France, and they gave him, like, political asylum, and that's where he lived till he died. How convenient, you fucking dick. I know. How nice for you. And yeah, you said about, or we talked a little bit about New Line. They're going to make a remake, which I'm very excited to see, especially because Hidalgo, as you told me, is going to direct it, which is the right way to go, everybody, I think, if you're going to do this. I think so, too. And hopefully they get a, I'm assuming if New Line is bought it, that he'll get a little bit of a bigger budget and he'll be able to do some fun stuff. I mean, he already did a great job. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. He's, he's, he did a really, really good job. So Rudy Rodriguez had to undergo eight hours of of makeup to play the 70-year-old version of herself, which is just eight hours. That's a lot. That's a full that day. That is insane yeah. to me. So she apparently was in a version of Desperate Housewives in <gasps> Venezuela. Amazing. With, um, with Sofia Vergara. Is she from Venezuela? I'm pretty sure Sofia Vergara is from Colombia. Oh shit, my bad. Well, but maybe that it was like a joint effort. I'm but sure. From what that I understand, people could work uh, together absolutely. from different countries. <laughs> yeah, and uh, this will be an especially fun fact for the two of us. Okay. Since we we just recently watched the entire James Bond series. Yes. Who was so, she? Rudy- Rudy Rodriguez was in The Living Daylights with Timothy Dalton. Okay. I tried my best to find the scene. I could not. I was not about to watch that whole movie no, again. No, 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 no. But I did find a. I found a picture of her, and it's like her with a bunch of other ladies in bikinis and stuff surrounding Timothy Dalton. So that was like a big claim to fame of hers. He was only in two of the younger. James Bonds, right? Yeah. God, I don't uh, remember any just, of them. <laughs> I mean, they all kind of blend into one, especially because yeah. we pretty much watched them back to back to back. Yeah. But she was in like a pool sequence, I assume, you know. Yeah, sure. In a James Bond film. So nice. Good work. Rudy. Way to go, girl. <laughs> How about you? Um, You kind of pretty much got all the stuff that I had, except that. <laughs> it, oh, shit. In, in you went deep into Pedro Estrada. I went deep mm-hmm. into. Uh, uh, Marcos Pérez Jiménez, who was the dictator oh. in Venezuela from 1950 to 1958. He took part of the coup d'etat in 1948, and he became the president under shady circumstances uh, mm-hmm. in 1953. And he instituted a constitution that granted him dictatorial powers. So Fuck. Yeah. It is the highest grossing horror film in Venezuela history, and it is the most internationally distributed film of the country as well, uh, being (gasps) distributed to 33 different countries, which is very cool. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much it that I have. Everything else you, you fulfilled. Let's ask ourselves some questions. You ask me. Eileen, were you scared? Yes. There was definite fear in there. 
God, the jump scares were A, plentiful, mm-hmm. and B, very effective. I was scared. Agreed. Yes, genuinely creepy with great jump scares. Yeah, for sure. What was your best scare? I think for me, it would be the with the medium, uh, with Victoria, when Ooh. old Leopoldo was like right at her shoulder. That scared the shit out of me. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. There were, like we said, a variety of jump scares in this so movie. So many. I'm going to give it to the entire opening sequence because right off the top, first of all, there's a couple jump scares in there, but it was so creepy and I was in right from the top. Who was your favorite character? I mean, I'm going to give it to Dulce. She had to be old Dulce, young Dulce, all of the Dulces. Like, I thought yeah. she fucking nailed it. So Great performance. Great performance. Go yeah, she was Ruli so Rodriguez. I'm going to give it to Sarai because she was just so ridiculous. That's a foolish answer, but I just thought she was so cute. Yeah. And I cannot believe this, but I'm going to give it to Leo because that kid did a good job. He really did. He did a great job. He did. Wow, you, know, like, like you I... gave it to two kids. Kids. What kids. the hell? Wow. Usually I hate kids in movies, <laughs> but the, uh, he, he sold it, especially Leo. He did a great job. Nice. What was your best line? Ahora prepare esas nalgas. <laughs> Why are we 12 years old? I because... loved it. Because it's just like, <laughs> I remember being so scared of my mom spanking me. And uh, I mean, I never had it. I don't have siblings, so I never had anybody to be like, oh, fuck, we're fucked, bro. But like, I love that he was just like, all right, buddy. We know what's coming. Get them cheeks ready. I thought that was great. <laughs> Mine was along the s- same lines, but it was Sarai saying, ¿Dónde me queda el coño de tu madre? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so good. man. That made me laugh so hard. <laughs> uh, fucking kids. What, what was your best death? Well, we just had the one, right? Oh, no, we had Rodrigo's death, too. But Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. I'm going to give it to Juan Jose getting that fucking knife, like, deeply embedded into his fucking shoulder. Yeah, agreed. That was particularly horrible. And also, just right in time, because he was about to, you know, kill his kid, in quotations. Totally. Did you learn anything about this culture, about the culture? Not necessarily, like, within the film. I, I mean finding out that the house was owned by a dick like came later so i'd say no i'm gonna agree it was like the kind of situation where we had to do our own research to find out stuff about it so but that doesn't take anything away from the film still a good film absolutely uh speaking of which how many ooies are you gonna give this movie i'm gonna give this movie four ooies nice yeah like i'm I genuinely am, uh, like, I just loved the amount of jumps that I had. I, I, I liked the twist that came with it, which it to me was like several different twists. Like we got, we got sure we're in different dimensions and times, whatever. And are they ghosts? They're not ghosts. And like, then the Leopoldo reveal was every, like, I just liked that there was a lot of layers to it. And I mm-hmm. thought the story was really well done. Cause that kind of shit, like there was a touch of confusion towards the end, sure. but not necessarily uh, that can be really complicated. It's time stuff 
travel and all that shit can be can get really convoluted and i think uh alejandro hidalgo did a really good job at like keeping everything pretty pretty straight forward and with some good scares in there as well i hear you on that and it's i'm almost like still making my mind up about this movie i'm gonna give it three Mm -hmm. i genuinely enjoyed myself i thought the performances were really good the scares were great I do, as much as I liked the... It was almost like sci-fi fantasy twist here at the end. Almost. More sci-fi. And it got a little convoluted for me where I was like, what is going on here? I am following. I'm a little confused. And also, as much as we understand that like a mason built this house for a specific reason because there's like a time portal, that was also left kind of unexplained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I don't... I I usually don't mind when a movie does not lay it all out for us. I don't mind that. But I am left a little like... But why? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, why? (laughs) But I still really enjoyed it. So I'm going to give it a solid three, which is great. Yeah. Genuinely so much fun. Highly recommend this one. You'll... you'll... Yeah. I, I particularly am not huge on ghosts. You know it that I it's the hardest stuff for me because they scare you because they scare the shit out of me but like (laughs) this one I don't know there I I, it was really just a lot a lot of fun I mean I guess it's not even a ghost movie it's not at all about it it's not it's not ghosts and you know you should totally watch this movie I think we did a pretty solid job of explaining ex- every explaining everything that happened, at least to the best of our abilities, because yeah. it bounces all over the place. But watch it just to kind of like see it all get put together. It's 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 really cool. There's, Again, it, a little like well, but cool. But it's satisfying. There at the end, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, this and this and this. I saw this, and putting yeah. the puzzle pieces together is really fun to really fun to watch. Put that we, puzzle together. We did it. We put it together. We're framing it, and we're putting it up on the wall. That's what people do with puzzles, right? Sure. I have no idea. Last time I did a puzzle, I can't even remember. It's Never done a puzzle. I know it was a thing during <laughs> during the pandemic. I did not. Not for I me. I don't have enough space. Like I don't have table space to do a big ass puzzle. Well, hey, hey, we here. We are. We did we it. We did it. Happy New Year. We began with year, a bang. Everyone. It was uh, a good way to start the new year. Uh, and yeah, I'm solid. so excited to get into 2021 and keep this horror train moving and a grooving. Choo choo. Choo choo. <laughs> <laughs> Please remember to rate and review us. Uh, tell your friends, tell your family. Subscribe, subscribe. where applicable. The more the more you guys leave us love notes, the more people hear about us and get to hear our podcast and the more people Mm -hmm. watch Latinx horror movies, which deserve deserve your eyeballs. That is the truth. Yeah. Watch Latinx horror movies, everybody. They are so, so fun. Cool. We did it. I love you. (laughs) I love you, too, my friend. (laughs) See you next week with another episode of Uy, que horror. <gasps> Great. Bye. Adios. Bye.
you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.